This is Mr. Christopher with the Funkatopia Radio Show, and I am on the phone with Mr. Simon from the New Master Sounds. How are you, sir? Hello. I'm very, t- very tired because I've uh, I've been well. I've been sitting on my arse all day, actually, either on a plane or in an airport lounge. So I've got no reason to feel tired, <laughs> but, I, but I have been up for uh, quite a long time. And um, last night I got back from we, we had a weekend in London at Brooklyn Bowl in London, uh, opening for Maceo. And um, I didn't get back until late Sunday night and I had to pack. And I discovered that almost all the luggage that I have access to is broken in some way. Uh, so I was uh, about one o'clock in the morning, I was gaffer taping uh, the holes in one of the bags that I decided I was going to use, which was a bit depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now but it's, I, I just picked it off the baggage carousel and uh, it doesn't seem to have been breached any further. So I'm quite relieved. I haven't lost any <laughs> underpants. Duct tape is magical. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So, so you guys are now coming come back in the states. I guess you're going to get a little bit of a rest before you're right back at it again to head towards. Uh, you're coming through Georgia, so I'm great. You guys always manage to skip over Atlanta at some point in time for some reason, but you are hitting Athens. Yes, yeah, because I think last time we did do Atlanta, so this yeah. time it's Athens's turn. Yeah, yeah, and we, I'll, um, I'll, I'll definitely make it out for that. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, that's at the Georgia Theater, which is the place that burnt down and then was rebuilt and it's now come back in all its glory. Yes, it's a pretty fantastic place. Um, and and then you're heading to Bear Creek. So tell us a little bit about what will be happening at uh, Bear Creek. Bear Creek, yes. Uh, so there's there's a load of artists at large uh, wandering around, uh, wielding their instruments. And so hopefully we're going to get some horns in um, on... Uh, we're doing two sets. We're doing one on Friday evening and one on Sunday evening. And uh, and we might be, you know, wander around sitting in with various people on, on Saturday night. Um, but yeah, so we, we hope to have some different guests so, so that the two shows will be different. And uh, Bernard Purdy, uh, as you call him, we call him Bernard. Um, he is uh, going to be roaming around wielding his drumsticks. And hopefully we'll get a sit in with him at some point. I'm not sure whether that'll be two drum kits or just him replacing me. I'd, I'd be happy with either because I'd love to go out into the audience and watch Bernard Purdy playing with uh, the new Master Sounds. That would be amazing. That definitely would be great. Well, and you also have access to uh, not only that, but you know the, the the horn players from from Lettuce that will also be there, and they were also on your last album, uh, Therapy. Correct. Oh yes, Zoidis, Ryan Zoidis uh, did, did uh, came in and did a really excellent Maceo Parker style solo uh, and parts on on one of our tunes. Um, I, I'm not sure if they will end up sitting in because then they are specifically with Lettuce on on this one. But the the, the artists at large are people like Skerrick and Jennifer Hartswick and um, Natalie Cressman. Um, so uh, it might That's be them that thought former and impromptu horn section either way there's some quality horns and i i think we're going to grab a piece of some of them <laughs> yeah, yeah i didn't mean to comb over that too because you just got done mentioning that you uh, opened up for maceo T- tell me a little bit about that there's got to be some memorable tidbits that you got to share about that show well um we have in the past we we first met him on jam cruise in in 2011 i think and he uh we hadn't, they hadn't properly met him or been introduced, but he came up to the side of our stage and he liked the sound of the grooves and he got his horn out and joined in. And that was very special. And then uh, since then, we played with him at Equifunk and he came on and jammed with us for a couple of tunes in, in a way that was premeditated. 
Um, uh, on this gig, we were just the opening band, and he has quite an, uh, an involved kind of soul review type show that he delivers when when he's with his band, uh, which takes about two hours and involves, uh, I think there's maybe nine or ten of them on stage, and it's very well choreographed, and they're all wearing suits and everything. Um, so he's he's already got his work cut out so he, he, we didn't get a sit-in from Maceo this time but that would have meant that he'd him extending his working evening by a, you know another hour and a half which would have been a bit of a tall order and he, he is 71 I, I checked I checked his birthday on Wikipedia he's doing very well for 71 but um what, what we noticed is that because he because he, he has got such a big band he builds in little breaks for himself by sort of you know half the band members will leave the stage leaving the others to do a little solo spotlight and you kind of don't notice so there's never a pause in the entertainment but you but you realize that several members of the band get to go off regularly for bathroom breaks and maybe for a snooze i don't know what it, what it is they do <laughs> but i thought I, I i took note of that and thought that's that's something we need to bear in mind as we get older yeah yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> work it in there. I, I always try to figure out how they even do the the, the costume changes sometimes, the wardrobe changes. It's like, how, yeah. do, you, how do you do that? Well, I, don't, I don't think we've ever done costume changes. We, we <laughs> once we, we attempted to wear uh, beetle suits, like, you know, the, the drainpipe trouser suits, um, as, as a sort of, hey, why don't we try wearing suits? But we only bought one suit each. And uh, we wore them, I think, at the Fox Theatre in Boulder. And then straight after the gig they're soaking wet and they get stuffed into a bag but we didn't have anyone looking after our laundry and we didn't make it to a to a dry cleaners until two days later by the time we got them out of the bags they already had mold spores growing on them and the dry cleaners just said we can't do anything with these these going you just need to trash them so that 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 little phase of the band was short-lived because i think if you're going to do that you have to have a traveling wardrobe person or at least one member of the band who's responsible for doing you know laundry for for all the outfits <laughs> so what you're saying is that boulder colorado got a one of a kind show that's never well, been seen it ever yet i think no i think we we did it in san francisco once and thankfully oh. we did it we did a live album and it was photographed so there's there's like there's evidence of it in two places <laughs> that was it we just didn't have the the, the system in place to, to have like daily dry cleaning just, yeah, it, it, we struggle to feed ourselves you know it's like yeah. Suits on stage is so – I've seen Dag try it. I don't know if you remember Dag. Um, and, and Dag did did a whole – they were all in suits, and, and it was very, very short-lived also because it's not like the most comfortable thing to be on stage on. It's just... No, I mean, I, I as you may have seen me, I prefer to wear no clothes at all. So uh, having, <laughs> having a jacket is a total no-no. But if you're wearing a suit and you take the jacket off and you're sitting at the drums, then all people can see is the shirt. So there's no effect there at all. There's no point having a suit on. So I, I was never really going to be getting into it all that much. But I do. We, we, we recently dabbled with costumes um, in, in New Orleans for our jazz fest, annual jazz fest shows. Because um, when we made a pop video uh, for one of our tunes, the whistle song from the latest record, Therapy, mm-hmm. he said, giving it a quick plug, um, we all wore white outfits, like white, white pumps, white jeans, white shirts, white belts which I had uh, got assembled for the pop videos because we the, the theme was sort of Woody Allen's sleeper meets Clockwork Orange. And uh, <laughs> I, I managed to persuade the rest of the guys that to make our New Orleans show special, we should wear the white outfits. And um, I, I, I quite enjoyed it, but the, the others hated it. And uh, they 
I think they've deliberately lost theirs now. So I, I there's can, no I, chance that I can make him happen again. I can't see Eddie in an all-white suit. I just can't. He, I can't he looked pretty jolly in it, to be honest. It was, it, I think Pete complained that his his pumps weren't, weren't big enough and his feet were hurting. That was his main thing. Also, you don't really see Pete in skinny jeans very often. It's not his style. Um because he's got big feet and he says he looks like a golf club if he wears skinny <laughs> jeans with, you know, with, with shoes. So, uh, so we've ended up, that's why we all wear basically what we're all individually comfortable in on stage and there's no real theme to it. Right. Um, yeah, well, you probably didn't intend to ask us about costumes, did you? But no, you it's fine. No, it's wherever the journey takes us, I'm fine with it. <laughs> So what what you did talk about you did bring up therapy which you know came out earlier this year February and March so everybody should already have it if they don't they need to go and get it because it's amazing. They should, yes, correct because and, and it is and I um I, I haven't been as into a Master Towns album um this this close to making it before. Usually I have to wait about 5 years before I can tolerate listening to it because I, I've heard it too many times in in the course of making it and then getting it released. I think um, I think therapy actually translated very very well uh, in really kind of communicating and kind of bringing across your your uh, the live sound. I th- I think it just, it just it just it helped to really bring that album to life. That um, yeah I agree because I think the, the the variety that you get in a live set, the variety of different types of grooves, has never really been represented on an album before. Right. Um. And so the so this one does it, it enters. Uh, well, the, the the genres that it covers, off the top of my head, are frenetic, uh, quirky deep funk, which is the first track. There's also some kind of laid-back, doorsy soul jazz, some Ramsey Lewisy piano type stuff. There's um, George Bensony business. We did a cover of Treasure by Bruno Mars, and that was in the style of a 1970s George Benson pop cover, um, where the melody's all done jazz guitar, and um, and, and also the sort of Tim Powers soundtrack thing, the whistle song, comedy, British cheekiness. Right. Now, the last time I saw you guys at Bear Creek last year, you had Space Capone singing Treasure. Did did, did uh, he make an appearance yeah. on this one or is, is somebody no, different? No. So what happened was at the, at the point where we did Treasure um, at Bear Creek, we had recorded the album two months before. And this was the first time we had attempted to play Treasure Live. And we, and we thought, well, we may as well do it with Space Capone because he's got that falsetto vocal thing down and uh, his trumpet player was harmonizing. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, But but we, since then, we've, we've, we've actually thrown Treasure into the live set as an instrumental. And it works really well. And you can kind of see uh, usually girls in the audience in their 20s who, who are miming along to the lyrics or even singing at the top of their voices uh, when they recognize what it is that we're doing. And that makes up for the fact that we're not singing, I think. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I hope. But you, yeah. now you mentioned to me that uh, this up, these upcoming months here are going to be, are going to really kind of change the game for the new master sounds and you guys well, are stepping it, up. It, so what's, what's happening? Yeah, it, start, basically from, from the point where we came back after the summer break, uh, in September, this this will be my third trip already back to the states from the UK, um, and we we've been hitting towns that we uh, have never hit before, and we've been hitting towns that we haven't been to for two or three years. Um, and just when I thought it was going to quieten down, uh, the booking agent got in touch to tell me that we were going to be out for um, a big chunk of January and February as well in the ski towns. 
and then I realized that's just that's because Eddie has um, he developed this passion for skiing around about the time he turned 40 but he'd never done it before um, and Perfect now he's a, speed, he's a speed freak on the slopes and um, he's, he's, he's essentially colluded to book us a, a, a sort of trip around the mountain towns um, which which will be great I hope um, and there'll be one or two areas where we stay there for two nights and get, get actually get to relax Pete though hates the cold he's, the, he's our bass player and uh, he'll just be staying in the hotel the whole time trying to keep warm but <laughs> I think me and Joe and Eddie will uh, will take to the slopes hopefully blagging free skiing and free ski um, rentals but in exchange for show tickets that's our usual ploy and, and what is this chatter about a possible new album I mean we're not even a year into this into therapy here ah, right? so tell me a yeah, little well, about this the, the, so the schedule or schedule can't remember how you say it or how we say it I like schedule I like I like your version better schedule okay, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, how it, how it works is we kind of need to release an album on average once every 18 months um, in order to, A, stay afloat financially and sort of stay reasonably well publicized because a release keeps you talked about. Um, so there's a, there's a financial element to it. There's a publicity element to it. And then there's also the fact that we, we are very easily um, bored by our own material when we gig a lot and so we like to mix it up and usually by the time it comes that we need to make a new album we're all desperate for some new tunes to put in the live set so part of the job of an album is to create maybe uh, you know maybe eight new tunes that we could actually play live and uh, when that happens it's great because but then the live set gets a kick up the ass and is reinvigorated and after we've then played the new album tunes for a while, we start to miss the old ones. It's like they're like old friends. And we, we sort of gradually invite tunes that have been mothballed from the set for 10 years back in. And then it's almost like having new ones again. So we're just constantly seeking novelty, uh, even though, I don't know, the audience perspective might be if, if they happen to come and see us once and then come again three years later, they might find we're playing the same set because in the meantime we've rotated and stuff and then we've come back to that one but we do try and mix it up um and make sure that if we're doing uh, three consecutive nights somewhere that we're not really playing any of the same tunes each night a bit like widespread panic you know what i mean like they've got such a big repertoire that right. they try and make it different to reward the, the really freaky dedicated fans that come night after night or or, or sometimes follow you around from show to show in different towns that does happen um like the like the flight of the concords one fan called mel that, there are a few people like that who, who show up just to some place on a tuesday night telling me that they've driven five hours to get there and they're going to drive back as soon as the gig finishes and go to work the next day I'm like wow okay well i'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> definitely glad we didn't cancel this gig then you know because <laughs> that, that person would have been devastated um but so, yeah, on on this trip we have a few brand new uh, town. Well, if I if if we include starting from September, we played in a few places in upstate New York. We played in Rochester and Buffalo. Played in Pittsburgh. We played. Um, ooh, yeah, I'm running out of re remembering the names, but that's partly because I'm slightly exhausted. Right. Uh, but uh, the, uh, tomorrow we're playing. Portsmouth, New Hampshire, we're playing Syracuse, Saratoga Springs, um, Providence, Rhode Island. None of these places we have, we've ever set foot in. 
And um, when we do that and pe people actually show up, then we're always flattered and pleasantly surprised because we're just thinking, how on earth do they know anything about us if we've never been here before? And it's usually because the, there might be some advanced publicity or they recognise us from playing at one of the festivals like Mowdown or Equifunk or um, Catskill Chill or Mountain Jam. Those are the ones in this area that we're in that I'm talking to you from now. Um, and then Bear Creek is always a great uh, publicity um, machine for us because people do come to Bear Creek from all over the country. Right. Well, so, and you you have a, you guys haven't missed a Bear Creek since its inception. So that correct? Yes, I remember the first time we ever turned up there, but very late. Um, it, it, it may have been the same year when they they came to the wrong airport to collect us. We showed up at um, Jacksonville. And they sent somebody to Tallahassee or vice versa. I can't remember which. Um, but, and, and so we showed up very late. We arrived and uh, nobody realized that we didn't travel with uh, any equipment. So we got to the stage and they, they were like, oh, so where are you going to load your back line in? And we said, no, we, we don't. We just have, you know, some drumsticks and a guitar. <laughs> You're providing the gear. Um, <laughs> So that in the early days, they were still getting things ironed out, and so were we. Um, and these days, everyone knows exactly what's going on, and the places run very smoothly. And, and we have a tour manager, so hopefully not much falls through the cracks. But yeah, occasionally we do show up, and, and there's, there's been some dreadful error of communication that le leads there to be no drum kit on stage or something, and uh, frantic phone calls then ensue. Oh, that, that's a massive digression. Sorry to be waffling. I warned you though, didn't I? That I no, have it's just, perfectly, um, it's perfectly fine. Well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get some rest. But I, we wanted to touch base with to you before Bear Creek, and obviously, you know, to kind of let people know about some some really exciting things that are happening, and obviously to watch your tour schedule. You already got a lot of dates posted up there already. Uh, yes, and the, and the website is is working very well at the moment, and the, all the dates are on the tour page of that. At the um, moment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had a phase where uh, it was like it, it, we were in between websites. The old one failed to work because the internet had been sort of upgraded without, without uh, taking our website into account. <laughs> and one day I woke up and it just like wouldn't let me post any dates. So we had this limbo period where we had gigs and they weren't appearing on the website. And I couldn't even tell anyone on the website, oh, sorry, the gigs aren't listed because it wouldn't let me do that either. <laughs> and it's since been fixed and it's now working like a dream. Um, I reckon it's going to be good for at least another three years before they totally uh, mess up how the internet works again, and then we have to get a new one. Um, well, everybody, be sure they please go to the new Master Sounds website because they've already yes. got dates posted all the way up into February. And I, I also want to invite them to, to join us on Twitter and Instagram if they haven't already done so, because while I'm while we're touring, especially, I do tend to post lots of silly pictures and um, um, funny stuff. And uh, Facebook, of course, as well. But that's generally for the older generation these days, isn't it? The kids are all on, <laughs> kids are all on Instagram. Yeah, they and, all shifted. Uh, and yeah. Snapchat. Just, Just when I was like catching that. up. Just when I was catching up. Yeah, I know. I, I, I thought I thought I was getting hit by by joining Facebook, but no. <laughs> We've been left behind. We're old men uh, I know. trying to stay alive in a young man's world. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> They're still listening to us, so that's all that matters. Yeah, good. <laughs> so come and see us somewhere. That's the message. All right, it's Simon with the new Master Sounds. Thank you for hanging out, buddy, and have a safe trip. Get some rest. Thank you, Chris from Funkatopia, and you have a safe trip to Mexico.
Yeah, I shall. Cheers. Bye Cheers. Now. See ya.